Welcome back to the podcast series. As stated, the opinions expressed are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of the companies they represent. So let's get started. Yeah, I would like to move now to questions on customer differences. Um, I will start with you, Hoob. Um, can you describe what it takes to work with a prescriber, uh, a medicine physician? Uh, sure. Um, so typically we work very hard together with at least MSLs in my group to develop these key opinion leaders that are the prescribers. Um, but it's always good to know, to realize is that they don't always make the decision. So sometimes when you are trying to work on a drug, it's actually a pharmacy that might make the decision what kind of drug in the end um, the hospital will use, um, especially if that physician can also prescribe a, a kind of a generic term for your drug. So typically, although the physician is, is key in all of this, there's definitely other players within the hospital you have to take into consideration. And then sometimes you have to influence, um, besides the physician, also the P&T committees who sometimes make the decisions in the end whether to take on your or, um, your drug or not. So there's um, some of the pointers, I think, um, regarding a prescriber that you have to take into consideration. Thank you. Sean, now from your perspective, um, how will you describe um, working with an operator or a surgeon? Uh, is this different, same uh, to what Hope just mentioned? Yeah, thanks, um, Mark. I, obviously, there are similarities, and uh, in terms of decision making, it's more than just the uh, the surgeon or operator who um, may have an impact. But the interesting thing is that while um, it's becoming more and more difficult to have FaceTime, so to speak, with um, prescribers of medicine, uh, it's actually relatively easy still to get that FaceTime with, with surgeons. And, and in particular, the more complex the, um, the medical technology, uh, the, the more that exposure happens. Why? Well, because we actually have access to the operators quite frequently in the actual ORs. It's not unusual for a representative from a medical technology to be present in an OR, particularly with complex technologies and, and particularly with, with new technologies. And, and whilst that may be somebody from a, the commercial part of the organization, it's very often somebody from the scientific part of, of the organization. Um, and so there, there is the opportunity to have um, continuous conversations with the with the operators um, ab about new technologies, about the appropriate use of those technologies, uh, and it's just more more customary for that face time to be given to representatives of of uh, the technology uh, industry. The the requirements for for evidence for data are are the same. In fact, um, it's probably changed more in the technology sector than in the pharmaceutical sector where physicians for decades have, have expected data. In, in our sector, um, the relationships alone previously were good enough to carry the day, but more and more surgical operators have grown into this idea that um, information about outcomes is important. So you still have to bring science to the table, but it's easier to get a seat at that table. Perfect, thank you very much. Um, Hoop, um, what are the engagement opportunities and exposure differences between a physician and a surgeon uh, that you can think of? 
Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. So I think overall, it at least on my end, it's getting harder and harder to, to get to the physician. They often restrict uh, pharmaceutical companies now to for interaction. Sometimes um, they allow it maybe once a year or twice a year. Other times it's much more frequent. So depending on the hospital or the account, it can vary uh, greatly. But overall, I think I've seen a trend um, that the exposure to pharma is is is, is getting harder. Um, I think overall the similarities are that you know once you get to know the physician or the surgeon in my opinion you do you you just get better access especially if they know that you're doing something interesting or if they know that you know you're going to ask them for a clinical trial then um that can be sometimes easier um i i think you know when i was calling on surgeon it is sometimes hard because they they're often in surgery and therefore busy but what Sean mentioned they sometimes you do know then where they are and some of them will allow you also in the OR i think physicians have a little bit more time in a sense that 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 they you know they don't have to be in a surgery room or so but um certainly you know depending on what kind of interactions you have with them um you know, you, you can get still a uh, good time with them. Um, but I think, you know, coming from their end, they are, there's still more and more uh, pharmaceutical companies are all asking and vying for their time. So I, I think that's probably the reason why some of the um, universities are, are restricting access to, uh, to pharma sometimes. Hopefully that gives you some background. Yeah, no, thanks. That's a great uh, comparison between one, a physician and a surgeon. Uh, so, Sean, now if we move a little bit to uh, patient centricity, uh, is this patient's perspective sought and understood in, in medtech? Yeah, that's another great question, Mark. Um, so, absolutely, it, it is important, but I guess it's it's different from, from pharma, and, and there are a couple of reasons for that. Um, in in the first instance, right, the the actual technology which is implanted into the patient or used on the patient may be un, unknown to, to the patient. Um, it, it's it's unlikely that somebody will swallow a, a, a drug without at least knowing what the name is. Um, but it is possible that, uh, in fact, almost certain that most parts of the uh, surgery that are performed on patient are are unknown to that patient. They may know the, the 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 big deal item, right? What's the hip that was implanted in me? What what valve did I get? But they their ability to influence that choice is also limited because, um, you know, the the surgeon doesn't just pick the valve, but he or she has to have everything that goes with the with that particular implant in the in the OR, and it isn't you know that easy to set up an OR to to use a um, a product that comes from one manufacturer with the tools to implant the product that come from from a different manufacturer so 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 choice about product tends to be made by um, interested parties other other than than the patient but having said that of course um, patient centricity remains very important it's becoming more and more commonplace for us during the development of products to try to understand from the patient point of view what success looks like to them, what outcomes would count to the patient. 
It's also not unusual now in clinical trials of medical devices to have some patient reported outcomes. So at least their opinion is starting to count in terms of the, the value that the, that the product brings. And then of course, Mark, for, for um, medical technology that is used directly by the patient or in the patient's home, um, it's absolutely essential that the patient's perspective uh, is, is, is understood and, 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 and we always seek that. So, um, you know, the, the, the bottom line is that all stakeholders count in terms of product choice and um, the patient's voice is absolutely relevant in medic, medical technology as well. Excellent. Thank you very much for this uh, very important perspective. Uh, now, if we switch to uh, concerning payers, um, how will you characterize payer interaction between uh, pharma and medtech and, and, and the difference between each other? Yeah, I think um, at least now I'm back in pharma. I think payer interactions are very, very important. Um, I see a lot of movement within payers to restrict access or sometimes they have to, a patient has to fail a couple of therapies or drugs first before they can go on to your um, far, uh, drug. So I think payer interaction is more important in pharma than than in med tech. Um, often groups of drugs are being looked at very carefully, maybe because of cost or so. Um, and there's always a pretty much strong drive for payers now to cut costs and save money. So I have the feeling that payer interaction is a little bit more important in pharma than in med tech. At least when I was in med tech, we didn't stand in front of that many payers, as I recall. Um, but maybe Sean can comment on that as well. But uh, certainly for pharma, that be, it's becoming more and more um, important, depending a little bit on the drug group or drug um, class of drugs that you're working on. Thank you very much, Tube. Um, Sean, um, do you have anything to add to this um, concerning payers uh, from a med tech perspective specifically? I think there are there are a couple of interesting uh, aspects that that the payers do care about. Um, certainly, you know, cost is, is, is always one. So they tend to, um, to pay for, if, if you will, in, in, in lay speak, sort of the whole episode of care as opposed to, you know, item by item. And so uh, if, if a, a technology happens to be particularly expensive relative to other technologies, you really have to have good evidence justifying you know why why the outcomes of that particular piece of technology is going to be different to something else that that could have been used and then I think the other interesting aspect is um, you know we all we we rightly i think focus on on outcomes over the short and long term, but payers sometimes from a medical technology point of view view the patient as um, not 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 theirs for the long term so they they're really interested in you know what's the cost for this particular product over a year or two because the patient may not be mine to pay for in five or ten years time so it's a kind of an interesting um, challenge between you know the patient and physician's desire for long-term benefit and evidence to support that and the payers um, disregard for for that long-term value because they, you know, they really need the patient to do well in the shorter term that the patient likely belongs to them. That's not always the case. Obviously, some patients stay with a, a payer for, forever, so to speak. But but um, they sometimes have a shorter term outlook than, than other stakeholders. 
Excellent. Thank you very much, Sean. And before we close this section, uh, I would like to touch into the uh, providers as well. So, Sean, uh, can you describe your interactions with health systems and integrated delivery networks? Yeah, sure. So, um, I, I think so, some of what I just answered is, is relevant here. Obviously, um, you know, the way that that these stakeholders are reimbursed for whatever it is that they provide to the patient and what their responsibility is for that patient uh, influences their decisions. The, um, the integrated delivery networks, you know, usually uh, are covering the, the, the pay aspect as well. They, they, they insure as well. So uh, they, they all bring different needs to the, or different expectations to the table. But fundamentally, I think um, they are, still driven by the the outcome or the the, um, the the benefit that the product potentially brings to their patient uh, in in relation to um, you know what it what it costs them either either because they actually are the insurer and paying for it themselves or because they're getting paid by an insurer for an episode of care uh, rather than you know if I use it the $10 item, I'm getting $10 back. And if I use a $12 item, I'm getting $12 back. That isn't the case, right? They're getting, you know, let's say $25 for the whole episode of care. So they may uh, need compelling evidence to to use the more expensive product. And, and there are ways to, to show them that, you know, if the more expensive product produces, you know, a shorter hospital stay or um, reduces the likelihood of a readmission, which they're going to have to cover oftentimes from the same from the same payment, then th then that that can influence them. So you know the interactions are still driven by, you know, showing them the benefit, helping them understand the risks, and showing them um, the 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 cost effectiveness, the value of the procedure. Perfect, excellent perspective. Thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen, for these important insights. We hope the listeners have enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights in regards to transitioning between medtech, pharmaceuticals, and vice versa. Uh, 